Shalom, Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Shalom, my dear brothers and sisters. We would like to continue together with the study of the book of Daniel. And we are now have arrived to the second half of Daniel chapter 8. So will you please open your Bibles and turn with me to Daniel chapter 8. And we will read in this ministry meeting from verse 15 to verse 27, which deal with the interpretation of the vision of the ram and the goat. And even further, the interpretation takes us all the way, beloved brothers and sisters, to the last days of the tribulation period, when at the end of the seven-year tribulation, the Messiah will come and He will restore Israel back to Himself. And we learn from these lessons here in the book of Daniel how things will occur during the times of the Gentiles, when the Jewish people will be scattered and not anymore in the land. God have allowed them to experience time of dispersion, galut in Hebrew, and here we learn about the future days of the nation of Israel. So please read with me, from Daniel chapter 8 and verse 15. And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning, then behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Ulai, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and when he came I was afraid and fell upon my face. And he said unto me, Understand it, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision." Now as he was speaking with me, I was in a deep sleep, on my face towards the ground. But he touched me and set me upright. And he said, Behold, I will make thee known what shall be in the last end of the indignation, for at the time appointed the end shall be. The ram which thou sowest, having two horns, are the kings of Media and Persia. And the rough goat is the king of Greece. And the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. Now that being broken, where he is forestood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. 
And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. And he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without hand. And the vision of the evening and the morning which was told is true. Wherefore shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick certain days. Afterwards I rose up and did the king's business, and I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, I read from verse 15 to verse 27 of Daniel chapter 8. We remember that as the book of Daniel is being written by the Holy Spirit of God using Daniel to put it down for us, Daniel specifically receiving instruction from the living God of Israel, from the God of heaven, concerning the times of the Gentiles. When the Jewish people were carried away to Babylon, beginning at 605 BC, the destruction of the temple in 586 BC, from that time on all the way to the last days, to the end of the day, to the end of the church age, the church will be taken out of here before the tribulation, and there will be this seven years tribulation, which Israel will experience trials and tribulation, Jacob's trouble, but the whole world will experience judgment of God. And God will ultimately refine and restore His earthly people of Israel and will bring them into a relationship with Him when the Messiah Yeshua will come at His second coming to rule and reign over Israel as the King of the Jews and over all the nations of the world as the King of kings and Lord of lords. So in Daniel chapter 8, Daniel have seen this vision that is called the vision of the ram and the goat. Verses 1 to verse 14 of chapter 8. And as he saw that vision, which he saw it the year about 551 BC, when King Belshazzar was still reigning, this is during the time of the Babylonian, when the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar was reigning over Babylon, co-reigning with his father Nabonidus, we learn that Daniel saw this vision that is called here the vision of the ram and the goat. And as Daniel saw this vision, we have learned that he saw the vision of the 
ram in verses 3 and 4, then the vision of the goat in verses 5 to 8, and then verses 9 and 10, there was a a little horn that rose up, and, and Daniel have seen it, that that specifically spoke about the Grecian Empire, which the little horn represents Antiochus Epiphanes, who desecrated the temple. He ruled from 175 to 164 BC, and he desecrated the temple in Jerusalem during the Grecian Empire. And we did read in verses 11 to 14 of our chapter 8 that this little horn that Daniel sees desecrated the sanctuary of God. And that little horn, we understood he's part of the Grecian Empire and he was the one that desecrated the temple in Jerusalem and that temple had to be rededicated by the Maccabees, by the Matathias and his son who rededicated the temple at the year 165 BC, and that very temple we have already learned, to this very temple that was rededicated, our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, came into when his parents brought him as a baby. We read it in the book of Luke, uh, chapter Two, that he was brought as a baby there to be dedicated to the Lord, to have his circumcision. And also in John chapter 10, Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, walked in the porch of Solomon porches in the temple, in that very rededicated temple. That the Lord Jesus the Messiah came when he was here walking upon the face of this earth before he died on that Roman cross. But now when we arrive to the interpretation of that vision, we can see that the Spirit of God helps us here to notice that though Daniel received an interpretation of the vision which he saw, but the angel of God takes Daniel beyond the Grecian Empire and to the Roman Empire, but into the final part of the revived Roman Empire at the second coming of the Messiah, which is really at the end of the tribulation period. So notice what we learn here from these verses. In verses 15 to 19 of Daniel chapter 8, there was an appearance of a man who requested from the angel Gabriel to cause Daniel to understand the vision. And if you notice, we read in verse 15, And I, Daniel, saw, he said, I was grieved in in my spirit. In Daniel chapter 8, and verse 15, we read, And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision, and sought for the meaning or then, behold, there stood before me as the appearance of a man. In other words, as Daniel was contemplating what he saw in that vision, this terrible vision that he saw concerning this Antiochus Epiphanes who desecrated the temple in the city of Jerusalem and brought about the abomination of desolation during the time of the Grecian Empire, Then Daniel was overwhelmed, and he sought to know the meaning of that vision. 
And what does he see? As he's still seeing that vision, what does he see? He sees a man. Notice it says in verse 15, There stood before me as the appearance of a man. He saw a man. Now, who is that man? Some would suggest that he is the Messiah, but the context really shows us here that this man is really applying to another angel who appears as a man, and you notice that he, this man, this angel, is speaking to another angel and naming him Gabriel. Gabriel is the first time that we have the name Gabriel mentioned in the Word of God. And you notice that, and I'm reading now verse 16 as well to see this connected together. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Ulai, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. So one man, one angel, spoke to another angel called Gabriel to make this man, namely Daniel, to understand that vision. Now you notice that a few things about these two verses. First of all, Daniel is seized in his vision that one man speaking to the angel Gabriel, and it was there by the banks of Ulai. We have already read about Ulai in verse 2, when Daniel was began to see that vision. He said, I saw in a vision, and it came to pass when I saw that I was in at the Shushan Palace, which is in the province of Elam, and I saw in a vision, and I was by the river of Ulai. The river of Ulai is in Persia, Elam today. It is Persia, Iran today. And Daniel was carried by the Spirit and saw the vision there in the... Shushan, the palace, which was the capital city of Persia. So imagine now, Daniel seeing this vision while he was still under the Babylonian Empire, looking forward to the time when the Babylon will be destroyed by the Medo-Persian, will be taken over, and is carried now forward to what will happen in a future day, the Medo-Persian and then the Grecian Empire. So Daniel now, to have seen this vision and have dreamt this dream that is really a vision, sight that it was before him, he now, within this vision as he sees it, he is now seeing another man which speaks to another angel called Gabriel and asking Gabriel to make Daniel understand that vision. Now you notice that why do we most likely believe that it was Michael? Because Michael, the angel Michael, is mentioned a little bit later in connection with Gabriel. He is mentioned there is the one that is linked with the service of Gabriel. In chapter 10 and verse 13 of this uh, book, we read, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 
one and twenty days, but lo Michael, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I was remained there with the king of Persia. In other words, Gabriel and Michael, who were ministering as an angel, ministering spirits to the nation of Israel, Michael and Gabriel are linked together in the service of God towards the nation of Israel. In verse 21 of Daniel chapter 10, we do read at the end of this 10th chapter, But I show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth, and there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael your prince. In other words, Michael, Michael was an angel that was serving in specifically the nation of Israel. And Gabriel seemed to be linked with him in ministering for the Jewish people, for the people of Israel. In chapter 12 of Daniel, in verse 1 we read, And notice it, chapter 12 and verse 1, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the, the children of thy people. You see, Michael was a prince was an angel that was standing for the children of Daniel's people, the children of Israel, the Jewish people, the people of Israel. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time shall thy people be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. So, this man of Daniel chapter 8 and verse 15 and 16 is most likely Michael, the angel that was allotted or was called or was assigned to serve the people of Israel. In fact, in Scripture, in the Word of God, Michael is called an archangel. In the book of Judah, Jude, in verse 9 we read, Yet Michael the archangel... When contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. He dare not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. So Michael is known to be as the archangel who was allotted to serve the people of Israel. He is called the one that is standing for the children of thy people, of Daniel's people. So Michael now assigned Gabriel in verse 16 and telling to Gabriel, make this man understand the vision. Now I would like to mention, it is very interesting, that Gabriel is also mentioned both in the book of Daniel and is mentioned also in the Gospel of Luke as the angel that gave the announcement concerning the birth of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. In Daniel chapter 9 and verse 21, we do read, Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. Notice that he's called a man, Gabriel, and he's flying, he's an angel, and yet whenever in the history of the 
angels' appearances, always angels appeared as male men, never having wings, yet there are angels that appear for to serve God's people. In the context of the book of Daniel, both Michael and Gabriel are serving the people of Israel. It is very interesting that to announce to the people of Israel concerning the birth of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord Jesus the Messiah, it was the very same Gabriel of whom we read in Luke 1 and uh, concerning the birth of the Messiah. To remind you, in Luke chapter 1 we do read in verse 18, that it says, And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. Then verse 19 of Luke 1 said, And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gavriel. Gavriel means I am the giver, means the man of God, or the mighty one of God. I am the mighty one of God. I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. In other words, Zechariah, the father of Yohanan Hamadbil, John the Baptizer, he was the one that was promised that he will have a son that he, and he would call his name Yohanan and and he was the one that Gabriel came to and told him, gave him that good news that he will have a son. But notice a little bit further down in verse 26, we do read once again of Gabriel, the angel, that he is now announcing the birth of the Messiah to the virgin Miriam. And he said to her, we read in verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Yosef, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Miriam. And the angel came in unto her, and he said, Hail, O Shalom, thou that art mighty, favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at He's saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And notice what Gabriel said to Miriam. And the angel said unto her, Fear not Mary, Miriam in Hebrew, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Yeshua. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Beloved brothers and sisters, Gabriel and Michael were used by God as the ministering spirits to serve the people of Israel and to give instruction concerning the future events which will take place in the history of Israel and in the history of this world. And so in verse 15 and verse 16, Michael 
is telling Gabriel, both angels, to go, Gabriel, and make things clear. Caused this man, Daniel, to understand the vision. Wonderful to see that, beloved brothers and sisters. How wonderful to see that God is using his angels as a ministering spirit to serve the people of God, as we read it in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 1 and verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? The question is asked, and sure enough, you can see how there are ministering spirits who serve and minister to the people of God. And so in verse 17, Daniel was afraid, and he fell on his face. And then Gabriel, the angel, explained to Daniel that the vision which he saw was to be fulfilled at the end of days. And so we read in verse 17, So he came near where I stood, and when he came I was afraid and fell upon my face, and he said unto me, Understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. In Hebrew, le'etz ketz. Le'etz ketz. In other words, it is the, the vision that you have seen really goes even beyond, beyond Antiochus Epiphanes during the times of the Grecian Empire. It really for at the time of the end shall be the vision. It will be to words that will take you beyond the Grecian Empire. In fact, beyond the Babylonian, beyond the Medo-Persian, beyond the Grecian Empire, it will take you all the way to the Roman Empire, but even beyond the beginning of the Roman Empire, but at the end of the Roman Empire. Just to remind you that the Babylonian Empire began at 605, and ended at 539 BC when the Medo-Persian took over. The Medo-Persian Empire began at 539 BC and ended at 331 BC when the Grecian Empire took over. The Grecian Empire began at 331 BC and ended at 31 BC when the Roman Empire have taken over. And the Roman Empire began at 31 BC and continued on into the common era in which we live in today, and really a split as we have seen it with the image that Nebuchadnezzar have seen in these two legs represent the two east and west of the Roman Empire, and finally there will be the revival Roman Empire that will be at the days to come, and ultimately in the tribulation, and that revived Roman Empire, the ten Toes in the image feet representing the ten kingdoms that we rule during the tribulation days, and out of them will rise one who will be the Antichrist, who will ultimately be judged at the second coming of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah at the end of the tribulation days. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, go back with me to Daniel chapter 8 and notice verses 18 and 19. After this, Gabriel saying clearly that at the time of the end shall be the vision, 
even though he begins to deal with what Daniel has seen, but he takes Daniel beyond the times of Antiochus Epiphanes, who desecrated the temple in Jerusalem during the 168 BC for these 2,000 days. And when the temple was uh, consecrated, uh, cleansed, in 165 BC by the Jewish people, by the Maccabees. And so you notice that what we read now in verses 18 and 19, beloved brothers and sisters, this is fascinating. Here we can see how Gabriel continuing in verse 18 and 19, Daniel, first of all, when he heard of that, he fell into deep sleep and Gabriel set him up. Now, as he, this is Gabriel, was speaking with me, this is Daniel, I was in a deep sleep, and my face towards the ground. But he, this is Gabriel the angel, touched me and set me upright. So Gabriel woke up Daniel and and lift him up and set him up so he will explain to him the meaning of the vision and take him beyond the Medo-Persian and Grecian Empire, all the way to the Roman Empire and to the end of the times of the Gentiles, when the Roman Empire, the revived Roman Empire, will ultimately be judged by the King Messiah. And so we read in verse 19, Gabriel told Daniel what will make him known. And notice that he told Daniel that he will make known unto him what will take place at the end of the indignation. This is the end of the indignation. The word indignation here in verse 19 speaks about the tribulation period. The Hebrew word for indignation is zam. Zam speaks of the wrath of God. When God in his righteous indignation against sin, will have to judge this world. So it says here, and he said, Behold, I will make thee known what shall be in the latter time of the indignation. Notice, the latter time of the indignation, or the last end of the indignation. Not at the beginning, but the last part of that indignation. Beloved brothers and sisters, we will see from our next chapter, Daniel 9, that there will be seven years of tribulation period. It's called indignation. It's called Jacob's trouble. It's called tribulation. All these names are given to this time of the tribulation. Here, in Daniel 8 and verse 19, it's called indignation. And in Hebrew, it's called zam. Be'acharit. Hazam mean at the or last end of the indignation, last end of the tribulation period. And so in verse 19 he continues and he says in verse 19b, why? Why it is? Because Gabriel came to inform Daniel of these last days, and notice that for the time, for a dead time appointed, the end shall be. Daniel, I'm going to explain to you what you have seen in the vision, but even take you beyond what you have seen in the vision of the ram and the goat, 
I will take you to the future day, to the last days, to the end of the tribulation, the end of the indignation. And that is because God has a schedule, God has a plan, God has a program. For at the time appointed, the end shall be. Verse 19b. It is very important to understand, beloved brothers and sisters, that God has a plan and a program. And He must accomplish everything according to His plan, according to His purpose, according to His program. No one will change the plan of God. Nothing will change the plan of God. God works everything according to His will. And so we learn now from verses 15 to 19, the appearance of a man, we know this is Michael the angel, who spoke to Gabriel, this is the angel Gabriel, and requested from him to cause Daniel to understand the vision. And ultimately Gabriel began to tell Daniel that the vision is for the appointed time of the end, that it will come to fruition in a full sense of the word in the appointed time at the end, days of the tribulation time. Now in verses 20, 21, and 22, beloved brothers and sisters, Gabriel gives the interpretation of the ram and the goat. Then later on, after verse 22, verse 23 to verse 27, he gives additional information to Daniel, and he takes Daniel beyond the days of the Medo-Persian and the Grecian Empire, all the way to the revived Roman Empire at the last days. It is interesting to see that in these next verses, Gabriel, the angel, explained clearly to Daniel who the ram and the goat represent. Notice in verse 20, he said to Daniel, Gabriel says to Daniel, The ram which thou sowest, having two horns, are the kings of Media and Persia. You saw this ram, it had two horns, and these representing the Medes and the Persian, who are united together into one nation made out of the Medes and the Persian, and the Persian were more powerful and in a stronger position than the Medes. And then secondly, he continued in verse 21 and 22, and there Gabriel explained to Daniel that the he-goat, or that rough goat, the male goat is representing the king of Greece. And notice that I'm reading verse 21, verse 22. And the rough goat is the king of Grisha, or the king of Yavan, Greece. And of course, the first king of Greece was, of course, that uh, defeated the Middle Persian was none else but Alexander the Great. And the great horn that is between his eyes, is the first king. This is Alexander the Great. He was the one that represented by the horn that came from between the eyes of this goat, that he goat. 
In verse 22, Gabriel continued to explain to Daniel, now that being broken, where he is four stood up for it, in other words, that king of Greece, Alexander the Great, he ultimately was broken. He died at a very young age, about 32 years of age. He was removed. He died. And then instead of him, or it says, where he is four stood up for it, in other words, there will be four kingdoms that shall stand up of the nation, but not in his power. In other words, there will rise up these four kingdoms, these four rulers that will rule out of the very same nation, empire of, of the Grecian empire. There will be these four leaders, commanders, that will take the place of Alexander the Great. Salisus, Cassander, Ptolemy, and Lysimachus. They will be the one that will take over the empire of the Grecian Empire and rule and reign in the east. This is Syria. In the west, it is Macedonia. In the south, this is Egypt. In the north, Cappadocia. And they will be the one, as it says here in verse 21 and 22, that these four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, not as the nation, this is Greece, but not in his power. In other words, they will have weaker power than Alexander the Great, who was the first king, according to verse 21 of Daniel chapter 8. So, beloved brothers and sisters, here we can see that Gabriel the angel gave instruction to Daniel, the servant of the Lord, who was now there in, in 551 BC, sees that vision. And he sees that vision is still during the time of the Babylonian, but carrying them forward to the days of Medo-Persian, to the days of the Grecian. And now he takes him really all the way to the time of the end, where the Roman Empire will take its place and the last days of the Roman Empire, where there will be the rise of a wicked person, which is known to us as the Antichrist, the counterfeit Messiah. And in this, beloved brothers and sisters, Gabriel explained this to Daniel for verses 23 to verse 26. And notice in these verses how interesting that Gabriel gives Daniel additional information which is going beyond what Daniel has seen in the earlier portion of this 8th chapter. And so notice now how Gabriel explains and gives the interpretation with additional information to Daniel in relationship to the last days, the days of the tribulation period. And he tells him now in verse 23, notice that we read, it says, and in the latter time of their kingdom, notice the word is kingdom, singular, he's speaking about the kingdom of the Gentile nation. Remember, that the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, says 
that the Jewish people will be scattered until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And that times of the Gentiles represented these years from the destruction of the temple in 586 B.C. until the second coming of the Messiah, until the end of the tribulation, which may be very shortly, because we live in the last days of the church age. Soon will the rapture take place, and the true assembly, the true ecclesia, the true church of the living God will be raptured to meet the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, in the air. And then there will be seven years of tribulation period upon the face of this earth, and God will unleash the judgment of the tribulation period upon the whole world. And Israel as a nation will be persecuted by Satan, by the Antichrist, the false Messiah, and by the false prophet who will, this false or counterfeit Godhead will persecute our Jewish people during the tribulation period in a way that they have never done so in days of old. And they will ultimately, beloved brothers and sisters, they will ultimately be judged by God. God will judge Satan, will judge the Antichrist, judge the false prophet, and he will restore his people Israel to himself. But this terrible indignation has to come to pass. And so we read that there will rise a king, notice, and in the latter time of their kingdom, singular, when the transgressors are come to the fool. Uh, you know, the, the fool transgressions of the Gentile world will come to the fullness. The cup is now running over with the transgressors of the nations of this, over this world. And then it says, a king, notice that in verse 23b, a king of fierce countenance, and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. This very interesting verse, in verse 23, that we learn that at the end of all the reigns of all these kingdoms, all these empires, there will rise a king. In Hebrew it says, Ya'amod Melech. A king will stand, will rise up, and this is the Antichrist. Notice, it says here, he will be a king of fierce countenance. He will have a countenance or an appearance, a bold appearance. And not only so, he will also be the one that will understand dark sentences. He will dabble in, we might say, the dark sentences, in satanic and demonic activity of this person that will rise up during the times of the end. You notice that we don't read of this in the previous verses, verses 9 to 14, of the time of Antiochus Epiphanes. Because here we see we have been taken all the way to the last days of the tribulation period, when there will be that false messiah and false prophets, and Satan will be cast down to this earth, and this false triune Godhead will oppose the Jewish people to the extreme, knowing that the Jewish people, the moment that the people of Israel will accept the Messiah and will turn to God, that will be the end of Satan. 
and the end of the Antichrist, and the end of the false prophet. And so we read that he will have fierce countenance, this person, this king, meaning bold appearance, but also he will, he will understand dark sentences. He will have a satanic knowledge. This is interesting because I would like to read a few verses in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, very important portion to read that the apostle Shaul Paul instructed the Thessalonian to understand concerning the rising of these antichrists, of these false messiah. We read in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and I read in verse 3, at the end of verse 3, the son of perdition, the man, he said, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, this is that king, the Antichrist, who oppose, verse 4, and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Paul continues, and he says to the Thessalonians, that they need to be awakened, and remember, he said to them, remember, Ye know that when I was with you, I told you these things. And then he continued, verse 6, And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in this time, for the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. The Holy Spirit of God is sustaining God's people today until the Spirit of God will take the assembly, the ecclesia, the church out of here, and that man of sin now will have his activity here upon the face of this earth during the tribulation days. And notice what it says in verse 8 and 9 and 10. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him, he will destroy this Antichrist, whose coming, in other words, he came, or he, he came in doing the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they believe not the love of the truth that they might be saved. In other words, that counterfeit Messiah, that Antichrist of whom we read here, beloved brothers and sisters, in Daniel chapter 8 and verse 23, he is a king of fierce countenance and he is a king that understands dark sentences because he was influenced by Satan. He will come and he will do what we read here in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verses 8, 9, and 10. Revelation chapter 13 also speaks about that wicked king, this wicked man. And then we read what he will do now in the next two verses, verse 24 and verse 25 of Daniel chapter 8. Listen to this, beloved brothers and sisters, what we read in verse 24. And his power, speak about that king, that wicked antichrist, counterfeit Mashiach, that his power shall be mighty, 
but not by his own power. He will be influenced by Satan. And he shall destroy wonderfully. The word for wonderfully means that he will do with mighty power that he will destroy. He shall prosper and practice. In other words, he will be successful to do what he came to do in the power of Satan because God will allow him to do so for this temporary time until he will judge him. In verse 24b it said, And shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. In other words, he will cause much affliction upon the Jewish people, upon the people of Israel, as we read in verse 24. He continued, look at the activity. He is going beyond Antiochus Epiphanes of the Grecian Empire who became a type and a picture of the Antichrist. The Antichrist, the counterfeit Messiah, Mashiach Sheker, he will go even more beyond what Antiochus Epiphanes had done and he will be the one of whom we read in verse 23, 24 and 25 of Daniel chapter 8. In verse 25 we continue to read about his wickedness. We read and through his policy he shall cause craft to prosper. In other words there will be Craft, it will be magic, we might say. Satanic influence will happen during the time that he will be here upon the face of this earth. And of this, we also read in Revelation chapter 13, specifically in verses 5 to 8 and 11 to 16. In Revelation chapter 13 and verse 5, we read, and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue for forty and two months. This is the Antichrist, the beast that rise out of the sea. And he will be allowed for forty-two months. This is three and a half years. He will be allowed to do what he is doing in persecuting the people of Israel and allowed to do this evil that he is doing. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, verse 6 tells us, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. He blasphemed God. He blasphemed the people of God. Verse 7 tells us, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. In verse 8, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. You see, he, this is the counterfeit Messiah, want to take the place of the true Mashiach Yeshua. And he demanded from all the earth, all the world to worship him. That's why we read in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 that he sat in the temple claiming to be God. Verse 8b, it says that those that will worship him, their name are not written in the book of the life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the earth. We can see the false prophet, also part of the counterfeit triune Godhead, in verses 11 to verse 16 of Revelation chapter 13. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, 
and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed, and he doth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men, and deceiving them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beasts, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image of the beast which had the wound by sword and did live. Just to continue with the reading here, beloved brothers and sisters, in verse 15 and 16, And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he called all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And listen to this, I'll read also verses 17 and 18, that no man might buy or sell save he that has the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name, here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. 666. This is the number of the beast, the Antichrist, that of whom we read here in Daniel chapter 8, and verse 23, 24, and verse 25. Notice what we read also in verse 25, beloved brothers and sisters. It does say, not only that he will destroy the mighty and the holy people, namely the nation of Israel, he will seek to destroy them, he will not succeed, but he will cause havoc to the Jewish people during the tribulation days. But then we read in verse 25, and through his policy, he shall cause craft, as we have read in chapter 13 of Revelation, he shall call craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and notice, and by peace, claiming that he will provide first peace, shalom, by claiming, or through the deceitfulness of claiming that he will bring shalom, peace to this world, he shall destroy many. And he, as it says at the end of verse 25, he shall also stand up against, notice, the prince of princes. In Hebrew, Sar Sarim. Sar Hasarim, the prince of princes, really speaking about Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. He is king of kings. He is lord of lords. He is prince of princes. He is Sar Hasarim. He is the King of kings, he is Lord of lords, and he is the Prince of princes. But this wicked king, the counterfeit Mashiach, the false Messiah, will rise up at the last days of the tribulation period, he will come to an end. But during the last days, the seven years of the tribulation, he will cause havoc, specifically among the nation of Israel, and of course ultimately over all the nations of the world. What a terrible time that will be, beloved brothers and sisters, during the tribulation period. But notice, he will have an end. 
He will not continue for too long. Because God have allotted him time to do what he does in order to refine his earthly people Israel and restore them to himself. In order to judge the world that rejected Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. In order to bring about an everlasting righteousness. God have allotted this period of time for Satan, for the false Messiah, for the false prophets to do what they will do during the tribulation days. And so in verse 26 we read, And the vision of the evening and morning which was told is true. What you have seen, Gabriel said to Daniel, it's true that vision. But notice, he's telling him now, it is true, it will come to pass what will happen during the Persian and the Grecian Empire, but also what will happen during the Roman Empire and the revived Roman Empire, it will all come to fruition. It is true. The vision will come to pass. And even more. And then he said to Daniel, Wherefore shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. In Hebrew it says, Stom hachazon. Shut up the vision, Seal the vision because it will be fulfilled in the future day. And so shut it up, keep it until it will be unfolded in the latter days. If you notice in Daniel chapter 12, we also read there concerning the vision. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they shall turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. And then verse 9 of the same chapter 12, And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. And finally when John the apostle received the book of Revelation, he was told to not to shut the book, but to keep it open so people will understand what will happen in the last days. And how wonderful that you and I today, because of the complete canon of Scripture, we know we have so much more information concerning the plan and the program of God. And so the last verse of Daniel chapter 8 in verse 27, what do you think would happen to Daniel? How Daniel will react to such a vision? Well, we read, And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick certain days. Afterwards I rose up and did the king's business. And I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. No one understood it. It was kept, it was shut up until God would reveal it and open the book before his own people. And in the meanwhile, Daniel was fainted and he was sick for certain days. He couldn't do anything because of the overwhelming information that he received from Gabriel, the angel. And then, beloved brothers and sisters, after that, Daniel rose up he did the king's business. He was obedient. He was doing the king's business. He was serving the king faithfully, trusting in the God of heaven, in the God of Israel, obedience 
to the God of Israel, and then he says, I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. What an amazing, amazing, amazing chapter 8 is the vision of the ram and the goat and the interpretation that takes us beyond the Babylon Empire, beyond the Medo-Persian Empire, beyond the Grecian Empire, and beyond the beginning of the Roman Empire, all the way to the end of the Roman Empire, to the day that is called the Indignation, where God will judge this world in righteousness and will unleash His judgment upon the world and will ultimately, it's always in relationship to His people Israel, Ultimately, he will restore the people of Israel back to himself. These are Daniel's people whom Daniel was praying for, of whom we will read in the next chapter of the book of Daniel. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, may the Lord help us today as believers in the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, to appreciate what he has done for us. And he brought us into a relationship with himself today in this church assembly ecclesia days waiting the day that we will be taken to glory and even more waiting the day when he will restore this earth to himself and his people israel in the future day well may god bless you and may god bless his word until the next time beloved brothers and sisters we say shalom shalom You have been listening to the Holy Scriptures and Israel with Gideon Levitam. Gideon teaches God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective. For more information about this ministry, write to Holy Scriptures and Israel, Box 1411, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, L0S1J0, or visit our website at holyscripturesandisrael.com. You are also invited to Gideon's weekly Bible teaching, on Fridays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., and Saturdays at 1 p.m. at Willowdale Christian Assembly Hall, 28 Martin Ross Avenue in Toronto. Holy Scriptures and Israel is made possible by your prayers and financial support. If you would like to support the program, visit holyscripturesandisrael.com. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.